Blog Talk Radio. Yakuza. Yakuza. Yakuza Kick Radio. 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 This is the bulldozer, Matt Tremont. And if there's one place to listen to on the internet every Thursday, 9 p.m., Yakuza Kick Radio. Tremont says so. Who wants some? God help us. Jesus! God and baby. Jesus! Help us. Ladies and gentlemen of fucking America, this is Danny Havoc, and you have been listening to, or possibly are intending to listen to, the Yakuza Kick fucking radio. Fucking, yeah! Yakuza Kick radio. Hell fucking yeah! My name is Justice Payne, and you are listening to Yakuza Kick radio. You're coming to come on this is a brotherhood, and we all stick together. Like my nuts. I ain't scared of you, motherfucker. Yakuza Kick Radio, the best in internet wrestling radio, period, bar none, just like Adam Cole. Everybody's a cunt but me in the world. I don't know what it is. But you go to the back, and you tell your boss that there's a new Yakuza in town. And it's Yakuza Kick Radio, and we're taking over. Yakuza Kick Radio has risen from the ashes of bad internet radio and become the premier place for any independent professional wrestler to stop and record their voice. Well, this is Mr. Insanity Toby Fine, and if you're not listening to Yakuza Kick Radio, then you're weird. Oh, I don't like the cut of your jib, fella. This is Greg Excellent, Spirited Dragon of the Northeast. You're listening to Yakuza Kick Radio. If you're not, you're probably watching porn and you have this muted. You should be listening to it. Jason Man. Where are Biggie and Tupac? Yakuza Kick Radio. Give a nigga rope on that cowboy, guys. All you have to do is listen to Yakuza Kick Radio, but you couldn't. Now look at that jockey, homie. Fuck that. Black dude. Holler. Bullshit, man. Motherfucker. Fuck you. Fuck you and fuck you. Who's next? And now, ladies and gentlemen, for the introduction. Hosted by J. Cat Morris. You are now listening to Yakuza Kick Radio. Welcome to Yakuza Cake Radio. I'm your host, Jay Cat Morris. Uh, I'd like to welcome to the show tonight my special guest, the Spider Nate Webb. Hello. What's hey, what's going on, Nate? Uh, living the dream here. Living the dream. <laughs> yeah, man. So, yeah, got a bunch to get to with you. Uh, had you on for a couple of tribute shows. Haven't had the opportunity to really, uh, you know, talk with you about your actual career. Oh, yeah. There's yeah, been man. one. <laughs> Absolutely. 20 years in now, that's, right? Yeah, that's the word on the street. Yeah. Um, so let's just go way back real quick. Uh, who were some of your influences growing up? Who were your favorite wrestlers? Um, like as a kid? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm guessing, I mean, like when I was young, of course, you know, like, you know, I saw Hulk Hogan and, and stuff like that. And, um, but, you know, when I started watching, I like, you know, I guess I like uh, Randy Savage and um, Sting, uh, Ricky mm-hmm. Steamboat. Um, those are my top three anyway. 
when I was, you know, yeah. as I got older, you know, it's kind of what I look, looked at. And... Sure. So, um, you know, as you got and stuff, what were some of the inspirations you had as far as, you know, the styles and stuff that you were drawn to? Well, um, I don't know. I, somewhere, somewhere between like, I don't know, middle school or whatever. I, I just kind of didn't watch wrestling too much. And then throughout high school and then like right after high school is when I started, uh, watching um wrestling again and it just like man we had parties at our house and you know we'd flip back and forth and watch uh between raw and nitro or whatnot um Um, and then you know it just you saw so much so many different people back then everyone that was coming out of uh, um and then ecw in the mix you know everyone that was coming out of uh between that wcw was producing and going on from uh you know wwe and then, as I said, once ECW, I, I saw that. I'm like, what the hell? And then mm-hmm. we just kind of got hooked. And then, uh, I don't know, I just kind of – I started having dreams about being in wrestling matches when I, before I was ever uh, a wrestler. And I started – I told my friends, I'm going to go be a wrestler. And they're like, no, you're not. And I'm like, well, whatever. And then that's pretty much what happened. So how did you, um, you know – figure out a place to train how did you hook up with that uh i i went on the internet and Mm -hmm. i found a place um in indianapolis and i went there to i finally got a hold of them and i went there and they saw me and they're like you're not gonna uh you, you don't look like a wrestler and i'm like well that's, that's why I came here. I, was, I can be a wrestler. And he's like, well, we're not really – we're looking for referees. I was like, I didn't come here to be a referee. He goes, well, what can you do in the ring? Now, granted, at the time, I'd never been in the ring. I've never mm-hmm. been in a ring, let alone that ring, any ring. And I right. told him – I just said, I could do a backflip off the top rope. And he goes, get in there and do it. <laughs> and I was completely lying because I could not do a backflip off the top rope. But uh, <laughs> yeah. I got in there. And uh, this is my first time in any ring whatsoever. And I got on the top rope and I did a backflip and landed on my feet. And I don't know how I did it because I just lied that I could do it. And I did it anyway. So now I'm a wrestler for 20 years. So, <laughs> Wow. So you stayed training at that school too? Um, I, I trained there for a year and a half or so before I, I started going out and needed you know because it was a it was a smaller place and kind of it it wasn't i mean we didn't go outside of 50 miles in any direction you know and it was just like mm-hmm. the same people over and over sure so i mean what led you to iwa mid-south um i got hooked up with um midgets uh early on <laughs> And um, okay. that's how I got hooked up with Pondo, and right. which eventually I, I knew Too Tough Tony, Mitch Page, Corporal Robinson. Um, that's how I met all them. And then they kind of started talking to Ian. And at one time, I, uh, you know, I went down, or Ian was in town. I can't remember where it was, but uh, I think it was somewhere in, around Indianapolis. But uh, um Pondo said, hey, me and Ian are going to go get something to eat, come out and see it. You know, so that's when I met Ian. And mm-hmm. uh, and he was talking, oh, what do you do? And I was like, oh, I wrestle. And I'm like, 
And he goes, well, you do any hardcore? And once again, I lied and I said yes. <laughs> and that's pretty much how I got to IWA. <laughs> so were you pretty much established at that point when you, you know, were over there talking to Ian or just kind of bullshitting no, your way no, to that point? All. I was, no, that was complete bullshit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I was like, I mean, no, I mean, like I had only wrestled for like, I had wrestled for WCWO, which was the place I started at. And then mm-hmm. I went to the midgets and, they had big guys on their shows and that's how I met. Oh, and also Chucky smooth. I met him through them. Um, so that's kind of how I, you know, started wrestling people outside of the people I always had to wrestle, you know, on one roster, you know, after a year and a half or so. Sure. Uh, so, I mean, uh, you obviously you had your backflip, so you had that move knocked out. Um, what else did you, yeah, I got that. uh, how did you figure out like what you were going to incorporate into your style? What kind of moves you were going to do out there? Oh, what you were going to become? I I don't know, man. Really, because I, I I wasn't. I don't know. It was it was different. I just like at first it was like you know I just wanted to do cool moves, and then you know I I saw an IWA show before I was ever there, and I'm like, this is crazy, and I was like <laughs> nervous about it because I'm like, man, there ain't no way I can do any of this stuff. Yeah. And then, you know, all of a sudden, you know, when I'm at dinner with Pondo and Ian or whatnot, and you know, I, I, I kind of talk myself into it. I don't know, out of my anxiety or whatever. And then I, you know, started learning from people, you know, there were so many different people coming through there. Plus, you know, I had, you know, like awesome people like, you know, you know, a steel was coming down there all the time, mm-hmm. and, you know, Jerry Lynn and, Tracy Smothers and, you know, all the, Tarek the Great, all these people. So, you know, I, I first started out, you know, just kind of doing hardcore. And then when I'd go down there and roll around in the ring, I'd learn stuff from other people so I could kind of transition over to back what I'm yeah. more used to, you know. Mm-hmm. So I know, um, I mean, you got pretty off, uh, pretty much like baptism by fire type thing because you were in the 2002 King of the Death match, went all the way to the finals. We'll talk a little bit about that, but um, what was your actual first experience with hardcore deathmatch type style? Um, we kind of, uh, I think the first one, a couple times I went out with Pondo, and I think my first singles match in IWA was against uh, Mitch Page. Hmm. And it was weird because Mitch Page and Pondo at the time were kind of, they were, you know, they had heat with each other, whatever. And uh, Pondo went out of town. He had a different booking, so he wasn't at IWA. And and I was there at IWA to wrestle Mitch Page. And I'm like, I walked in, and I didn't really see him. I didn't know where he was. And I knew we were wrestling that night in a hardcore match. And he came up, and uh, I, I couldn't find him. I, I didn't see him. And people were saying, hey, hey, hey. And I was like, hey, what's up, what's up? And then he comes up, and he seemed like he was shitty at me because he goes, oh, you can't say hi to me, but I didn't see him, so it was kind of like a misunderstanding. He goes, well, okay, I'll see you out in the ring or whatever. It's kind of how it happened, and then we had a good match, and then we got done, he was like, oh, man, that was great. And I'm like, yeah, it was fun. And then that's pretty much it. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. So how did, how did, how did you, you go into 2002, King of the Death match? At the time, you know, this is – the pinnacle of deathmatch wrestling in the United States. And somehow yeah. you're, you know, kind of fresh guy all the way to the finals. 
like how, like what do you mean like how did I how did that come about like obviously you go from doing some death matches hardcore oh. here and there to like hey we're gonna push you through three rounds of the king of the death match tournament well well no I meant like that's all I did at the time was hardcore matches like after that first one and then I'm like I'm gonna do more and then me and Pondo mm-hmm. were tagging and then we kept tagging and then a right there was a time because they that's how I got there they because Mitch and Pondo were a tag team. And then they split away, and they brought me in. And the, the gimmick was, you know, I'm Pondo's new number one best friend. And, you know, I wore a Juggalo, you know, ICP jersey and, sure. you know, did stuff, you know, and, you know, was just like crony or whatnot. And then we started doing tags. And then finally it got to the point where there's something happened, and then we split apart. Mm-hmm. So um, I kept doing death matches and – you know, after about, I don't know, that's, that was like two years at IWA, you know, I did a couple regular matches, but mostly death matches or whatever it was at the time. Um, eventually, Ian's like, yeah. you know, you, you want to do this king of the death matches? I'm like, yeah. I'm mean, like, that's what, you know, that's what we've been doing. Mm-hmm. So, wow. That's how it happened. Yeah. I mean, was that in, intimidating at any point to you? Because, I mean, obviously, you know, you started off just showing you could do a backflip off the top. The next thing you know, you're, you know, pretty steady well, deathmatch guy. When I was first deathmatch, yeah, it was intimidating. But, like, you know, I was a year and a half or so of doing deathmatches. Um, mm. So by that time, I'm like, you know, I want to I show that I can do shit. You know, like, I want – so I meant, like – it wasn't really intimidating. You know, I don't know. I was younger and it, I didn't really, you know, I just did a death match for the first time in 10 years uh, back in um, January. That was a lot more intimidating than the king of the death matches, believe it or not. Yeah. It just, yeah. well, I'm because I'm not used to it. Right. I'm not, I'm not used to it. So I'm at, but yeah. then, yeah, I mean, I was ready to do anything. Yeah. So was it was the three round thing like a like a big step for you? Because obviously it's a little different. Even if you were working just a non death match tournament, you know you have to kind of I guess learn to pace yourself. Or I had a that was 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 it twenty four? I had four matches in that because I had one on night one, and then on night two I had three. Hmm. Yeah. So, so was it twenty four people maybe? Does that yeah. sound right? Yeah, because that's so. how it was. It, yeah, they didn't have a three-way final or anything like that. It was just kind of a, you know, round robin type thing. Um, yeah, it was. I mean, it was difficult because it was so hot in there too. It's like, I don't know, ninety some degrees. Um, and the way it worked out, I, I wrestled dysfunctions in the semifinals, and then the next match was the final. So I had to wrestle back my third and fourth match of the tourney was back to back. So yeah, that was a little, that was a little uh, draining. So, yeah. So then, uh, one of the big spots that a lot of people, you know, talked about and everything was the lobster spot in the, uh, the finals. I think the, uh, lobster had died previously to, uh, using it or whatever the case was. Yeah. There was like, there was like three lobsters and I think they, they put them in this kiddie pool and it was like really hot in there and they end up dying or something. Um, yeah. so Necro grabbed one, I, they still put them in there and I didn't know what we were going to do with them. And Necro grabbed one and put it up my shirt and then hit me with a chair. 
and it smashed, and it was like, uh, and dude, it was so hot in there. It smelled so horrible. <laughs> so uh, it was still in my shirt, or a part of it was, and like, I don't know, for some reason, it was just gross, and it kind of made me mad, so I grabbed the other lobster, and I hit him in the head with it, and it just exploded. <laughs> yeah. So, and then I think he took a bite out of one of the lobsters because he's necro yeah. and he doesn't give a shit. Yeah. yeah, I'm pretty sure that happened. I think. Yeah. Um. So I know for a while it became uh, you were kind of like the go-to guy, the fill-in guy for Ian. Um, you know, going from meeting with him at a diner, you know, wherever you went to eat, to you know, becoming kind of like his go-to guy. Um, you know, how was that transition and you know, how did that even come about? Like, what was the first couple fill-ins you had to do? Like, um, I, was, I don't, I'm trying to remember. It was a long time ago. Um, I met, I remember one in Highland, um, but this was later after I really didn't, wasn't doing too many death matches. Um, mm. I had to, a punk had, a punk had some, either he went to Japan or Europe or something. And I filled in with him for him. Um, on a team, it was like a three-on-three tag. It was me, uh, Ace Steel, and Samoa Joe versus Roderick Strong. Um, Roderick Strong. Uh, trying to think who else was. I can't think right offhand. Um, um, God damn it! Uh, I can't think who it was right now. I'm like I'm drunk. Oh. Roger Strong, Nigel McGinnis, and um, mm-hmm. and Austin Aries. Was, yeah. uh, I had to fill in for that, and there's, I mean, there, I'm sure there's many other ones, but like I just I can't remember them all. Yeah. And the only one, like I, for some reason, I saw that match the other day. It popped up online somewhere, and I, that's that's why I remember that. But like, um, some of the the things are I mean, like I I know he, he put me in different things before when shit didn't happen or someone didn't show up or whatnot, but sure. I mean, that's, you know, well, I just kind of got used to it. Cause I mean, I've done that other places too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, a, um, like, a, like, yeah. Yeah. GCW, right. You just did that. Yeah. I just did that. Yeah. Um, how did, uh, you, you decide on teenage dirtbag? It obviously became a staple of, uh, Nate Webb's, uh, career and his overall performance and you know you heard that music hit i mean if we hear it on the radio now anyone that knows me or has watched you wrestle just immediately nate webb first thing they think of how did you land on that song and i mean you seem to have picked the perfect one um when me and pondo were tagging and this is before i was like the or whatever character whatever the lack of character it is or you want to call it i am today um, I, um, me and P- I was in a car with a, on a phone call with Pondo and the song came on and I know we had talked or something. I said, Hey, the song's on. It's like teenage dirtbag. And he's like, Oh dude, I love that song. So we'd like, he'd call me every time that song came on the radio and I'm like, dude, yeah. I'm like, so I went out and bought that uh, music because we, we kept talking about it and stuff and we thought it was great. And, uh, I, um, uh, I went out and bought the CD, and he he always came out to uh, was it Bullet with Butterfly Wings? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, 
And one time when I was tagging with them at the old house of hardcore and before they went to the other place, and, um, I uh, went up to the DJ booth and I switched the, the, the CDs. And so when they it was ready for us to go, that music hit and I didn't tell him it was just a joke as a surprise. And mm-hmm. he did good. He started laughing and we started doing dumb shit around the ring. And then I, we just kept doing it. We kept using it. And then when we split, it came with me and he kept his old song. And then I started just doing different things, going to the ring. And that's pretty much how that happened. Yeah. You know, people got into it and I'm like, well, this is fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How's how do you feel about um entrance songs being, you know, consistent and staying the same because it became so recognizable for you, but there's other guys who like to switch their song every time some other cool shit comes out or, you know. Oh, uh, you know what? I did that for like the first time the first I I tried to be it just didn't work. Like the first time I came out, it was like semi-charmed life and that, I used that one night, the very first time I ever wrestled. I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. that doesn't work. And then I tried Cracker Man from uh, Stone Table Pilots for, you know, six months. That didn't work out. And then I tried Machine Head by Bush. That didn't work. And then that's when I came to IWA, I didn't have, I didn't bring anything with me. You know, I just came out with Pondo. So when that stuck, it stuck. And I mean, Mm -hmm. if you don't, I guess if my opinion on it is, if like, if a song doesn't work for you, then, you know, I mean, you can change it. I mean, it's I don't know if it needs to match your persona. I don't like, depends on if your thing is your entrance and whatnot. Mm. You know, I just, I, I, it never meant to be that entrance. It it, like, it like when I first got that song, it, you know, used it, it it wasn't supposed like, this is, this is not what I had in mind. What was going to happen. It just kind of happened. And I I don't know why it just kept going. And I was like, like I do some goofy stuff. And then, you know, it was actually, Chucky Smooth said, hey, man, you need to start dancing around and, and doing stuff and doing other stuff, you know, you know, take longer to get to the ring. And Chucky Smooth said that. And then Ian told me, too. He was like, yeah, dude, he's got a good idea. And then I started kind of just do, and then, like, I do a little bit more. And then all of a sudden, it just got out of control. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. I mean, like, things happen. Like, people come out. Like, I... I don't know, like, you know, other wrestlers get involved sometimes and it just, it took on a, it took on a life of its own. So I I don't, it wasn't meant to do that. And that's just what happened. I couldn't control it. So as far as, you know, people need to find their niche, if they want to, you know, their gimmick and they're some badass, you know, you know, whatever they come out to the ring and they do their stuff or, I mean, if they don't like a song, they don't like the song, you know, Mm -hmm. and I've switched it up. Like, a couple times during uh, my run, I'd, and I'd do it for, like, one show. I'd come out to Darkness, I believe, in a thing called Love. It was mm-hmm. just funny, and people still liked it. But, I mean, I always went back to Teenage... I, like, just, like, one or two times, and I always went back to Teenage Dirtbag. Sure. Do you ever yeah. have a promoter that pretty much said, like, all right, look, we're short on time tonight. Can you just cut it to, like, half the song? Um, It happened... Um, it happened uh, at... King of the Death Matches 2003, um, which was, and it was, wasn't Ian, it was Jim Fannin, because he had to be somewhere, and he was like the ring announcer, but he couldn't leave until after, like, there's like a 
another match or something. And I couldn't remember the, what he had to do, but um, he's like, you need to be, but, and that's a night that I had two songs that I actually came out. He's really shitty at me uh, <laughs> after that. Cause I came out to um, uh, 99 red balloons um, mm-hmm. and that song played and then what was over Teenage Dirtbag started up and then Jerry Lynn <laughs> came out and danced and that was, but yeah, I can't, I don't, maybe like a while ago, like a long time ago, like something, I can't like, maybe like it's, it's been a while if it's happened and it wasn't mm-hmm. anything like personal, like, you know, they were like, Hey, you, you need to stop doing that dumb shit and get in the ring. They were just, like maybe something I think I want to remember something like, Hey, can you keep it like uh, a little bit shorter or something, but nothing mm-hmm. like in a long, long time. Yeah. Um, what's your memories of the IWA mid South invasion on CZW? Cause it was a huge, huge angle. Um, there's not many bigger invasion angles that have been done in independent wrestling, in my opinion. Um, I was always, um, I had, been talking to Nick Mondo for for some time. We'd call each other, and man, he's like, because we I'd seen his work and he'd seen my work. We're like oh, we need to wrestle each other, and then um, he and this was like really towards like you know um, the end of his career because because you know the last show that I was on with him was uh, Tournament of Death too. Um, mm-hmm. But um, Ian and uh, Zandig didn't like each other, and like. He wouldn't, you know, let um, Mondo come to IWA and vice versa. And we're like, come on, come on. And I think we finally got Mondo at IWA. I might be getting this backwards. Um, And then, but or something happened. Ian said I couldn't go to CZW even though they wanted to book me and I was shitty. But and then all of a sudden Mm -hmm. one day I was like, okay, hey, we got to get. They were like him and Ian and. It was Ian at an IWA show. It was Ian and JC and maybe Necro and maybe Corporal or something. And mm-hmm. they're like, okay, we got to get this. They, they were like one of the first matches because they had to leave. I'm like, where are you guys going? Like, oh, we, we we're uh, doing an angle with CZW. After he told me I couldn't go, so I was shitty. I yeah. I got really mad. Like, And I know like he was – that was the only one time that I got mad at him that, or said something. He didn't get mad at me back. He's like, oh, man, I, sorry, I got to go. But the next – the next show I was that I was on, I was on CZW the very next show. So, right. Um, but I, I just remember it was cool. Cause we, we did the thing. Um, we had a gauntlet and then, Oh, Axel was in it too. Um, mm-hmm. which kind of went straight into the, um, the tournament of death. And then yeah. after we lost something, they, he, uh, Zandig put us, it was me, Corporal, Ian, and Necro in a four-way because, like, that was, like, a stipulation because we lost or whatever. Right. And then when it kind of disintegrated, you know, petered out, and that was kind of it, he kept he kept booking me. So, you know, that's – and just kept doing stuff. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. So, I, I, it, was really fu- it was a really fun time, though. I mean, I just remember it, like, because they, they were, like – I mean, like, there's no way they were going to let us, you know, wrestle for each other. And then all of a sudden the invasion angle happened. I mean, maybe yeah. that's what, maybe they were just, maybe they were, that was, a, they were just playing that off and telling us so they can do that invasion angle. I don't know. Hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cause I, I hadn't known too, too much about you. I was a big CZW guy at the time. I would, you know, pick up a tape here and there and see a couple of guys, yeah. but 
I didn't know a ton about you. And then, you know, like you said, tournament of death too. Um, you're the guy standing in the ring, um, calling John Zandig pregnant and calling him out. And uh, I'm just like, this, this fucking guy's going to die. This, <laughs> that's it for this guy. I mean, um, I mean, how did that all come about where you draw Z- John Zandig first round and, and you're just like, yeah, I'm just going to go out there kick the bee's nest and just, <laughs> just take, take what comes from this. I knew um, before that, because I had talked to Mondo, and I knew that that was that that was going to be his last match. Mm-hmm. He was retiring after that. That I knew that that was going to happen. So it was kind of an inside joke thing. Like, so I'm like, "Hey, watch!" Uh, I told him before I met before I went out there. I was like, I was like. Listen to the. I think like, listen to me before the match, and he. I I did it to pop Mondo, because yeah. you know, I wanted to you know give him something for his last show, and that's um, I don't know he he you know came out and that's why I said oh the, you know I said something like you know I'm standing ultra violent fuckity fuck fuck na na na, and then I said uh, <laughs> you know the whole pregnant I said by the looks of it you're due any day now so just walk away and I'll go on we could, and then he has like. He has this like tradition where he puts a whole wad of gum in his mouth. Like, I, like, uh-huh. like I think he chews a whole pack of gum. Well, he had it. Right. He does that before every match. Oh, he takes, he spits it at me, hits me square in the chest, and drops on the mat. And I had a split second. I look at him. I just pick it up and put it in my mouth and start chewing. And I saw, I saw him start to fucking crack a smile. I'm not lying because I think, because I, because I, I think I popped him. He didn't expect me to do that. And then <laughs> yeah. you know we had our match, and I think it was. Uh, Windows or something? Yeah, panes of glass, yep. Yep. So, yeah. pretty much, that's how that all came about. <laughs> yeah, that was definitely crazy. It definitely stood out. It was like, oh, here here we go, right off the bat. And, um, you know, that show became so infamous because it was the Mondo Zandig off the roof bump. Well, first round, it was you and Zandig. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, yep. I just, I don't know. I, it, it's, like, so crazy. I mean, like, there was like like it was it was on fire because they didn't they they didn't think that it was going to be me and him first first one and I don't know I just like I, I don't know it, it I like riling shit up it's fun got to set the tone for the show sure so you end up you know kind of setting your feet in CCW uh, you're there for a while they end up uh, you know forming Team Cash how did that all come about where you became part of Team Cash and got into that that big storyline i'm trying to remember how like it was something where there was three of us it, it was a random it was a me jc and cash and we were in a ladder match for we had to get a contract or something mm-hmm. there was some kind of contract for cage of death like to be in cage of death or or something like that or I can't remember. And what happened was cash won it and like blackout started screwing with us or, or something happened where he needed. So he recruited cause we all shook hands at the end of the match or something. He recruited uh, me and JC Bailey and then sexy Eddie was coming in here and we added a fourth. So, you know, it can be four on four and then, or three, it was three on three. And then, when uh, they put Jack Evans in the mix, you know, we got Sexy Eddie, and then it just, we started doing that whole feud thing. 
that led up to uh, Cage of Death, and even after that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What was your thoughts on the Cage of Death match? Because, I mean, that, that shit was crazy. Uh, you know, they were doing Cage I, of Death stuff that was just insane bumps all over the place. It was a big whirlwind, man. I, like, I was first out. It was me and Kingston were first ones out, and I can't remember the order after that. I just remember me and Kingston were the first ones out, and we were going back and forth, and then just, like, there was times in the match where I didn't know what was going on, and, like, I mean, like, like there was literally, like, I mean, you have two rings, and, like, it looks, I don't know if, like, you've ever been in a ring, especially that ring with the yellow bars and the cage and everything. It's mm-hmm. disoriented, and I'm like, what, what, and you just see the fans and every movement on the outside, and, you know, people, like, I looked up at one point in the match, and I didn't even, I kind of turned around, I had just done a spot with, I think, Jack Evans or something, and I just, I looked around, I looked up, and Ruckus is on the, so there was a platform or, like, a bridge going across the top of the cage, and he just mm-hmm. took a shooting star press, and I'm like, ah! <laughs> you know, I don't, <laughs> it's like, it was, it, it was like, like at one point, like I got up on the, they had these uh, cage on the top of the cages. They had these little like half squares. So you could like get your footing up there, but they were metal. Mm-hmm. And I had so many thumbtacks on the bottom of my feet. I was going to do some kind of cool flippy thing off of it onto a bunch of people. But like, I couldn't like, it was like ice, like I was slipped. So I just like kind of did a stuntman front flip dive. You know, I was like, yeah. Um, I remember Jack Evans falling off the damn the back body drop or whatever or the back side suplex, whatever it was, back suplex yeah. off the top of the cage to the floor and I don't know how he pulled that off and it's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um so going forward off of that, you went into two thousand five and um I had to go back and, you know, check on the matches and see how they went down and all that stuff. But uh, 2005 was a crazy year for you. Um, you had uh, Team Cash going strong. So it ended up being you guys up against uh, you and Cash up against the Hate Club of Pain and Gage. And at the time they had, you know, split up the other Hate Club, came together as Pain and Gage Hate Club. And uh, yeah. they, were, they were pretty brutal at the time. Um, what was your memory of that? And uh, overall, you know, they're, just the way that they worked, more or less. Um, it was um, it was different. It was a different style. I mean, I, like it wasn't a lot of hardcore. I remember um, uh, they beat us for the belts, didn't they? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's they. Um, they. I remember wrestling. I'm trying to remember which was it. Me and JC was my tag partner. It was you and Cash for the tag. It was me and Cash. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Me and Cash. Um, because I, I just remember because um, I don't think I think that might have been the first time I wrestled Nick Gage. Um, it might have been the second one. I can't remember. I, I think it was the second time, but it was like a tag match. Um, but you know, it was it, it was a ma- it was it was fun. Um, you know, they did their 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 stuff, and and you know, we did our stuff, and wasn't wasn't any issues or nothing. I. I like um, I'm trying to remember. I remember what happened at the match, um, but I, I don't remember. I don't remember feeling either. Um, like it just it, it, you get to that point where it's just kind of like a zone. You're just like, okay, you're here. You got to do this, and and it's happened so many times before, and so many times since then. 
it kind of gets into a blur. I remember it happening. Um, I remember that set up a feud for this continued a feud for me and JC Bailey at CZW mm-hmm. um, because he kind of turned on me after we lost the belt. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, well, I always liked wrestling Nick Gage though. Um, and justice pain was always cool. Um, I don't, I think that was the only time I was ever in a match with him. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, back locker room, I always like, I always like being around him. Cool. Cool. But, um, oh man, Nick, Nick Gage now, man, though, I, man, he's another animal, man. Like he's got like, it's, you know, 15 years later and he's, He's like ten times better. Like I don't like. He just keeps getting better. Yeah. yeah he definitely recharged his batteries in there. Yeah, I, I don't know what happened, man. He got a kick in the like him and uh, I. I'll tell you what. I watched a match uh, a few months, six months ago, whatever. Um, and it was uh, it was uh, Nick Gage versus MJF. Man, they mm-hmm. tore it up, and I was like, look at this guy. Look at Nicky Gill. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, man, that's great. So so the next month you went in with B-Boy as your tag partner And you guys beat the Kings of Wrestling with Hero and Claudio um, Obviously you were no stranger to Hero, you know, being an IWA guy But um, do you have any memories of that match? Uh, I'm trying to, I remember, I'm, try, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm trying to Can you refresh me a little bit more? Um, it was it was uh, 2005. It was the month after you lost the, the belts to uh, Payne and Gage, and then you went in with B-Boy. Okay. okay. Um, I, I cannot remember. I, I, I can't remember that match. Okay. That's like, all right, man. That's a like, long I time really ago. Cannot re- like, I really cannot remember that match. Like, yeah. I remember, I've remembered everything you've asked, except for, like, we wrestled the Kings of Re- We wrestled Hero and Claudio. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, that's why, like I said, when you look back at that year, there were so many like ups and downs, and it, it, you know, it took a lot of twists and turns for you. Wow. What? Like I, I can't even. I can't even like I'm trying to draw it up on memory, and I, I can't even think of it. <laughs> All right. That's that's bad. We'll we'll go to the next one. Uh, best of the best five. Um. You go out first round to uh, Ebison. Um, what was your memory going into best of the best five? Uh, I think the previous year you had won trifecta to get in. And, uh, you know, this this one was your first round match. Oh, I, I was just happy I got to wrestle Ebison. Yeah. Um, man, it was, that's just, it's just fun right there. I, like, like, I just like that was like I, it's it's a match I will remember always is like because it was just so much fun like just mm-hmm. all the stuff we get to do and like if you watch him and his like mannerisms and like what he says and it's just I you know it, it's just funny and it, it's fun and funny and like and at that point I'm already in at my in my character and similar to his character without the mask but like we just kind of played off, you know, played off each other. And it's, I, you know, until this day, um, I saw Ebison for the first time in years last year at uh, Mania Weekend um, down in New Orleans. And still to this day, I just remember after when uh, we were getting the picture done after the tournament was over, um, 
I turned around and looked, and I looked, and he took his mask off. I'm like, what are you doing? And I guess I didn't realize that that was like he was like done with uh, Osaka Pro, was it? Yeah. So. Wow. Yeah. So um, the next month you go off of that, and now you're back in a TLC matchup against Bailey. Obviously, like you said, he turned on you when you, you lost the belts. And um, yeah, this obviously not your first time wrestling Bailey, but um, do you have any memory of this one? Um, yeah, obviously it was a big grudge match at that point. Um, yeah, I just remember just, we just went out there and cause we've done it. We had done it so many times before we went out there and we're like, all right. And I, it just kind of happened how it happened. Like I wanted to do a chair salt off the, I remember the finish. I wanted to do a chair salt off that scaffolding, but mm-hmm. like, the ceiling, the, the, the beams or whatever from the ceiling are like real close to my head. I'm like, I'm not yeah. going to clear my my feet. I'm going to like kick the, I, that's what I was planning on doing. So I'm just like, I think I was up there or whatever at one time. Cause I had to come back down. I threw a chair, like, cause I threw a chair at him from the top of the scaffolding or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then I went back up there and then, uh, it was kind of like a spur of the moment saying I had this idea and, I just started grabbing and doing the monkey bars across the, the ceiling until I got over where he was. Mm-hmm. I remember it because it really hurt because, like, they were, like, these L-beams or L-bars. So, like, the top of them were, like, flat and pointy, and they were just, like, digging into my my hands. I'm like, I'm going to fall. So I got okay. to where I needed to be, and then I just let go. <laughs> yeah. And, uh I remember we were just throwing all kinds of shit at each other. Like at one point, I think there's part of the table still in the ring. And I just started break busting it on his head and back and forth. And I remember yeah. the crowd being really hot for that match. Yeah, absolutely. Cause we went to the yeah, outside. Was... We're hitting each other. Yeah. Um, I remember he threw a, he threw a chair, like a Frisbee into my ribs when I was in the ring, <laughs> he was out the ring and I dropped and it really, like it dropped me, and I'm just like, damn it! And he was crawling in the ring behind me that I saw, and right in front of me was a ladder. So I just grabbed it and leaned back, and he wasn't even looking, and I just tossed it behind me and it smacked him right in the face. <laughs> yeah. Um, there was I think the next month after that you entered uh, TOD, and uh, Gage was your first round opponent, and you know you talked Correct. about Gage before. But, you know, Gage, when he hit Tournament of Death, was, again, just, like, unleashed. He was, like, another animal that was, like, his his Christmas. Um, oh, yeah. What was your thoughts going into Tournament of Death against Nick Gage? Um, I, I, you know, I think at that point it had been a while since I'd done a death match. And I'm mm. like, all right. And, I well, I mean, I'm going to get Nick Gage, you know, that's yeah. top. He's at the time he was at the top of his game, which he's even more at the top of the game now. But like, you know, I, I just, I, I wanted to go in there and do a good job. I want to give everyone, you know, you know what they paid for. And um, we went out there and it got off to a rough start. Cause I might like, he went to like, there was something weird. He power bombed me. And the only thing that hit the table was my head. And you can see where the table broke. It was like, just like a cut out of my head. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I'm like the back of my head. I'm like, oh, and then we just yeah. kept going and going. And I, I, I remember it being, I, um, 
really hot outside and it was sunny. I don't, I don't like the sunny stuff. It's weird. Um, but, uh, you know, we, we, you just got to go in there and kind of do your job, man. We, we, you, you know, it's a tournament of death and it's a hardcore match. You got to go in there and do what you're paid for. Um, mm-hmm. Regardless of who it is or what your feelings are, you, you got to go in there and do it. Um, I remember I ended up going back to, to his house that night with him and his girlfriend at the time with a couple of us. And I remember he got burnt pretty bad in that uh, tournament. I remember I was like, dude, it looks bad. He's like, oh, I'll be all right. I just remember how much <laughs> pain he was in doing, you know, from that, that fire. I mean, it was bad. Um, yeah. But, you know, he didn't complain. It was more of us going, hey, bro, you sure you, you should probably go, like, hey, let's go to Wendy's or something. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if that's the endorsement Wendy's is looking for is. <laughs> Nick Gage doesn't want oh. to go to the hospital. He wants to go to Wendy's. I remember us going to Wendy's for some reason. I, I like, like I can't remember yeah. wrestling Chris here on Claudio with B Boys, my tag partner. But I remember going to Wendy's with Nick Gage after the <laughs> like a burnt up Nick Gage. <laughs> yeah, sorry, hero. <laughs> That's all right. Um, so then the next match, um, the following month was definitely, um, I would say this is my favorite match of your career that I've seen. Uh, probably the, one of the most emotionally charged matches too, that I've seen um, overall is uh, the loser leaves town match. You versus B boy. Um, you come out and you, you do a live performance of teenage Dirtbag. The entire crowd, me included, it was completely sold that this was obviously it for you. I mean, you're doing the live performance of this. Um, Nobody has any idea B-Boy's going anywhere. The internet wasn't really, like, you know, super live where everybody knew everything. Would you have CZW fans wrestling forum? Yeah, at the time, a little bit what? of that. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, it, it really wasn't where everybody knew everything yet. And yeah. uh, I, I was in the dark about it. So I was like, man, he's going to miss Nate Webb. Oh, that's cool. He's singing a song. You know, he's doing his, his uh, live performance out here. And we get into this match, and you can see as it turns, and it was just such a great match. And then it, you know, it turned the other way where B-Boy was the one that lost. Uh, what was your thoughts on that match overall and just the uh, the aura that you put out there? Because obviously you were trying to pull some kind of swerve on the fans because you did your live performance with the Loser Leaves Down match. Yeah, I always wanted to do that, and... We we thought that would be the best time to do it. Um, I just remember the the emotion because like people like they would cheer and they didn't they didn't know what they wanted like they don't want B mm-hmm. boy to go they don't want me to go and you know maybe they're thinking halfway through like maybe we're there was times where like you know they like it was almost like sometimes they weren't cheering but it wasn't because they weren't into the match they were paying really close attention you know what I'm saying you ever get that where yeah. they're just like. I need to see what, like, shut up. I need to see what the fuck happens. Like, they were really into it. And, like, they, they were just, like, kind of torn between it. And then when mm-hmm. it started heating up there towards the end, it, it, it just, you know, they were back and forth. They didn't know what the hell they wanted. And it was just like, oh, God, what are we going to do? And, like, <laughs> this is going to suck or it's going to be great or something. Or maybe someone else is going to come out and both of them going to say, I don't know what it was, but it was just like, I, you know, I, I think we, it was put together well. And like, 
how we uh, how how that was um, done, produced or whatever. It was like, you know, I, I wasn't sure if the guitar thing would work, but it did, and I was like, oh well, okay, we can, we did a sound test and it was all right. And um, I, I was I've always wanted to do that and finally did. So that it's uh, it was. Man, it was a lot of emotion because, like, you know, like legit after the match, like, you know, we we hugged each other, and I'm like, dude, that was great. I was like, you, you all right? And he's like, yeah, man, yeah. It was it was emotional for everyone, though. Sure. Yeah, it was great stuff. Um, so the next month, uh, you go on to uh, wrestle Kevin Steen. Um, so a couple of questions about that. Do you remember the match at all? <laughs> and uh, what was your thoughts on is it? Is that what the one in CZW? Yeah. Um. I think I wrestled him twice there, maybe once. Was he uh, was he the champion at the time, or was he the one of the? Did he have a belt at the time? Yeah, I think he had like I, the wired belt or something. I can't, iron, yeah, something like that. Okay, iron yeah, Man I remember the, the match. Time, yeah. yeah. Well, um, and then also, you know, going back a year, um, the IWS guys come in. And, you know, the Canadian invasion hits. You guys yeah. were like the fresh faces for a while with the, you know, Mid-South guys coming in. They were, you know, the big hot angle. And then when the Canadian guys came in, they kind of took a lot of the shine and, and things like that. What was your thoughts on the the new crew coming in and becoming like the new, you know, flavor of the month or whatever you want to call it? Obviously, it, it launched quite quite careers for them. It wasn't just a monthly thing, but. I love those dudes. Like, they're okay. Like, so last year, last March, it was. I went to, um, I went to, I went to, uh, I did a, I, I was an extra at uh, WWE for three shows. It was like Fastlane pay per view, um, Raw, and SmackDown three days in a row. And mm-hmm. I haven't, like, I haven't been backstage at a WWE show in I don't know how many years. Um, right. I'm a long, long time, and it's a lot different, but. You know, I'm like, you got to wear a suit now. <laughs> like I'm wearing a suit, <laughs> yeah. my head shaved and I'm, uh, I'm walking through, uh, the catering. Um, and I, I sit down at a table. Like there's not really anyone there. I just sit down. It was like, I was like, you know, a freshman in high school on the first day. I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> I'm sitting there and, uh, you know, eating and then I get done. I'm like, Oh shit, there's a, there's Rammy. And then I <laughs> Uh, El Generico, and I uh, I went over. I, I was walking. He was sitting at a table. He goes, "Hey man, how's it going?" And he looked up at me and he went, "Hey, what's up? Nice seeing you." And he looked back down. I'm like, "Okay, maybe he's in a conversation." So I just kept walking. You know, I didn't know. Mm-hmm. I was like, "Hey, I didn't see him in a long time." I was getting ready to walk out, and uh, Kevin Steen. I hear. Or I hear. Nate, what? And I look over, and Kevin Steen comes running across the goddamn the whole thing room of catering. And grabs me and picks me up. I'm like, ah! And then right then, that's when Generico gets up and he goes, dude, I didn't even know it was you. Because last time <laughs> he saw me, I had long hair and I didn't have any facial hair. So I'm like, and I wasn't wearing, I've never worn a suit. So I probably looked like when I walked in there, fucking Road Dog didn't even know who I was. I walked up yeah. to him. I'm like, hey, how's it going? He goes, hey. Um, and he was getting ready to hand me like a, like a, a manila folder or like a brown folder with stuff. And he looked up at me and goes, Holy shit, Nate, I thought you were with network. Like he didn't recognize <laughs> me at first. So, yeah. but no, was, getting back to the Canadians, they were, dude, I love those dudes. And beef Wellington. I mm-hmm. haven't seen him. For, I don't, where's he been? Is he around anymore? 
I don't think he wrestles anymore. Um, I know he's on Facebook, but I, I haven't seen any like listings of him, you know, working anywhere. So you're you're gonna have to send me his Facebook thing, cause, and then okay. you know, Sexy Eddie, of course. I I still uh, I talked I've talked to him recently and stuff. Um, so, and yeah, I like to stay stay in touch with those guys. You know, you know, they're always like as far as like the whole take the shine away from my, that doesn't. It doesn't matter, dude. It's just like I like I'm happy they came, or I wouldn't have got to meet those people. You know what I'm saying? Sure. So we've had a lot yeah. of fun together over the years. I look at it like that, you know. It's like I, you know, I, I'm there to, you know, as long as everyone's making money, I don't, you know. Yeah, I just know that you know things have gotten competitive, especially in CZW. That you know, you, you remember the the whole thing with uh. Hero and B Boy getting squashed by the Hate Club, and then there was heat over that, and you know all that type of stuff. And it, it, I think more so it was the CZW locker room that would take uh, offense to new guys coming in. Uh, you know what? I never really saw it. I mean, not, not oh, yeah. with the Canadians, not with the Canadians. Right. Um. I, I, you know, they came in and they did their thing. They were really nice. I mean, like, mm-hmm. you know, they didn't stir up shit. They weren't like, hey, man, we're here. We're badass. You know, they, they came in. They were respectful. Of course, I mean, I saw them, you know, IW, you know, IWA, too. Sure. You know, this good, good guys. I mean, they haven't changed yeah. at all. I mean, like, as I said, you know, their main event in WWE shows and pay-per-views. And, you know, I walk across the room and, you know, they're they're the same people. Yeah, that's, that's great. Um, overall, what was your thoughts on working for Zandig? Because obviously, you know, you come in, you're an Ian guy. He's not an Ian fan. Next thing you know, you're you're a guy that he can go to, and, and you know, you're blowing the fucking roof off of his buildings. I, I liked it, man. I mean, like, I always got along with him. Um, and he was always, I, I always like, you know, he, he'd come even like after like when I was first there. He'd come back, like he'd sit up sometimes, like you know, by commentary or whatever, and he'd watch the show. Um, mm-hmm. You know, he'd always make sure he'd come back down, or when we came through, he'd be down there waiting for us, and he'd always, you know, say, "Hey, thank you." He'd always, you know, shake our hands and thank us, and you know, I always, I always enjoyed it. You know, I was like, "Oh, cool." I mean, you know, was it good for you? Yeah, yeah, it's great. You know, good, good. I'm like, okay, cool, thanks, man. I appreciate it. You know, I, I really, you know, I, I, I really got along with him. I, I enjoyed working for him. Um, yeah. You know, he flew me in, you know, he's really kind of my first time, you know, you know, getting flown places and he flew me there every month, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so then you go um, to the, the end of 2005, obviously, um, you know, way worse circumstances. Um, Chris Cash passes away. And you're in the uh, first ever Chris Cash Memorial Ladder Match four way. Um, you you go mm-hmm. from you know uh, having a tag match with him earlier in the year to you know doing a memorial for him. Um, how how was that for you? And uh, you know how did you manage and handle that and and pay tribute to him through wrestling and you know what you did out there? It was I mean that was a rough time. I remember getting the call. Um, and I booked my ticket the next day. Thank God I had, because I didn't have, you know, like, you know, we were still young. I didn't have a lot of money to buy my own ticket, but I, I actually went out. I flew out to the funeral because I had a bunch of miles from the uh, saved up from Japan and CZW and whatnot. So 
I was able to get a ticket out there um, for his funeral. Um, it was kind of surreal, you know. I met his uh, parents kind of mm-hmm. for the first time, really, um, and his his uh, brother and his uh, sister. And I'm just like, man. And then uh, his mom was talking. He's like, oh yeah, shoot. He was Chris was telling me about you and and. Um, you know, he's like he he's like you're from Indianapolis, and like we're his little brother. They they were and him and his little brother were always Peyton Manning fans because Eli Manning came to the Giants, and I'm like, yeah, you know, it's like I was like, well, man, next time I come, I should bring him, I should bring his brother a jersey, and she goes, you can get a jersey. I was like, yeah, they're like because they can't get jerseys, they can't get Manning jerseys, you know, on the East Coast, you know, Peyton Manning jerseys, like. So I I went and brought. I remember coming out for that match, and I had a a jersey hung around my waist and I um, pulled it off and I gave it to him. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. It was just kind of surreal. And they were, they were very appreciative. You know, they all hugged me when I came out and I've been to a couple other shows like, you know, when I, you know, memorial shows and they were there. And the last time I saw his brother, he's like four inches taller than I am. He was a kid then. And now he's like, yeah. I think he's a cop. Is he? Yeah. He's huge. Yeah. It was like a linebacker. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that was the same day you wrestled uh, Steen, too. So it was a doubleheader. Oh, yeah, it was a doubleheader. That's when I uh, I tried to do – I remember I, I tried to do a um, – uh, I tried to do – he was on sitting on the top rope, and I tried to jump up and grab him with my legs and give him a like a standing from like, – while he was sitting there and give him a rana you know, straight into mm-hmm. the ring while he was sitting, but something like my foot slipped and my one foot didn't get up there. I just fell right on my back and I'm sitting there <laughs> laying on my back, looking at him and he's looking down at me like you dumbass. And he just jumped and double stomped on my chest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so then, um, you know, going forward, you, you ended up part of team CZW in the ROH versus CZW feud. Um, how did that all come about? Because I know there was some some form of selection from you know Zandig and and whoever was booking on that side, but also ROH had some say in it too. Because I think there were other guys that you know weren't allowed to be part of it or whatever the case was. Um, um, how did that all okay, come about? Ahead. Well, I remember they started doing it, and I wasn't mm-hmm. really, um, I wasn't really. Like, I, I just was kind of like, on the, I, I was watching it. I didn't really, I wasn't a part of it yet. And then mm-hmm. I was somewhere, I think it was Chicago one night. And was it Prazak who called me and asked me? He's like, hey, man, um, we're, I think they were in Columbus or something, or somewhere in Ohio or Dayton. I can't remember. Um, and I, I didn't have anything the next day. He goes, hey, are you booked tomorrow? I'm like, no. He goes, you want to come down to Columbus? for this uh, CZW because like they need another CZW guy or something, something wasn't there and they need, they needed another one. And I'm like, mm-hmm. well, yeah, cause I, I guess I was the closest one. I'm like, yeah, I could make that drive or whatever. So I did. And so that's kind of where that started. And then Gabe's like, all right, all right. Well, Hey, can you be in so-and-so next week? And I'm like, yeah. So mm-hmm. like that's what that's what happened. We just like it, I kind of did it that way. It wasn't really. I was like at another show, and then we just kept going. 
Yeah. Um, and it's it led up to, you know, it's like what? That was like five to six months or what, how, six months of it or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. We just kept doing stuff. I mean, like Cleveland, um, Philly. Um, oh, I'm sorry. I, the first time I was in Philly was like after a CZW or like because I was in, still there from CZW. But then outside of that, that's how I got down, you know, after the Chicago show. But um, just a bunch of different pl- uh, people or places we went. And I don't know. Everyone ate it up. Yeah. Yeah, it was good shit. Um, I actually, I you... actually just, for some reason, I just watched that that uh, Cage of Death, uh, Ring of Honor versus uh, CZW today. Believe it or not. Oh wow. Um, I just watched it. If you had to put together like a top three, like if someone hadn't seen you wrestle before, you want to put it together some kind of demo tape to show every, you know, bits of this type of stuff that you do. What was the three matches you would pick? Oh man. <laughs> There's one on a show. I think I would throw that on there. Um it's me versus Petey Williams and it was a small show and there was hardly anyone there, but it was really good. Um, um it was it was like a lot of like wrestling wrestling like it and like it's stuff you don't usually see me do mm-hmm. um there's been a couple matches with hero that you know I'd like to put on there um it, it, there's just there's so many i like there's been so many matches I don't know if I can narrow it down to three i mean i um I, right. uh, I I know some that 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 I like and like there's different reasons for it, you know, if it's all around just, you know, per, you know, like not a perfect match, but like a match that I think's like, okay, this, this will work anywhere. Um, but there's also other things like, you know, just crowd and, and, you know, you, you don't want to send someone a tape when there's, you know, 30 people in the crowd. Sure. Um, uh, it's, I don't know. Like, I, I don't, do people still send tapes anymore? I don't know. There's I'm just saying, as far as like three big matches that you would, uh, yeah, would stand out. I had, for a, you. I had a 30 minute Iron Man match with uh, Chris Hero one time. Um, it was really good, and that was the first time that uh, I did a a ladder salt, and then I did the moon salt van Terminator. And he's yeah. like, "What do you want to do?" I'm like, "Dude, I can do it." He's like, "Whatever." <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. Um, um, I'm trying to. As I said, there's been so many matches. I, like, there's been a couple b-boy matches. Like, there's another match. I mean, it wasn't as emotional as this, but there's one in Iowa that I wrestled uh, b-boy, and I think that's the first time I wrestled him. And that was killer. Mm-hmm. We did all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Early on, obviously, you had a lot of exposure. You know, with CM Punk. Um. People have their different opinions on Punk. I'm a big fan, but um, what was your thoughts on Punk and your relationship with him? I always liked him. Um, we got along. I never had any issues with him whatsoever. Um, I don't even think we ever had an argument. Like, and we were completely different people. Like, I mean, you know, you know, he's straight edge, and I wasn't. 
you know, I'm at like, I wasn't like, I, I drank and I smoked cigarettes, you know, whatever. Um, right. But, you know, but like even hell, like him and, uh, him and Cabana stayed at my, like I, they were in Indy. We were, I was like, here, I had to fly out. And I was like, here, you just stay at my place until you guys leave or whatever. And they're like, cool. But, uh, hell, they, they even like, what do you want to do? Like, let's go somewhere. And we went to a bar and even Cabana, he doesn't really drink. I think I've seen him drink, have a beer in his hand a handful of times. Mm-hmm. Um, but like he, he doesn't even drink, but they came, it was like karaoke at the bar and punk got up there and sang roadhouse blues and, you know, Cabana's yelling at him, take it home, you know, <laughs> but, uh, no, I never, like, I always liked punk. Um, you know, people say he can be an asshole. Yeah, well, he, he can be an asshole, but that's punk. Um, he doesn't, he doesn't change who he is for different people. He, he's punk because he's punk, you know, that, that's who he is. That's his personality. That's who he is. You take it or leave it. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't, I didn't act any different around him. I was goofy me and, you know, that was just it, you know, like one time yeah. we were backstage at, at a TNA, I was smoking a cigarette and he flipped it out of my mouth and I took a sip of beer and spit it on him <laughs> and he <laughs> laughed and we both laughed and that was it. Like, I mean, I don't like it's, I, you know, I've, I've seen him get into it with other people, you know, the whole, I was there, the whole Teddy Hart thing and him and it is what it mm-hmm. is. <laughs> I yeah. Mean, some people like him, some people don't. I always enjoyed him. Um, had good times. I thought he was funny as fuck. Because <laughs> we, I yeah. hell, we rode down to TNA pretty much every week together. Me, um, him, Prazak, and Hero, and whoever else was in the car. Yeah. Yeah, good. Uh, um, so what took you away from wrestling? Because there was a certain point where you just kind of dropped off. Uh, you wrestled like a couple matches one year, like a, a match another year, but you, you kind of just went away from wrestling. What, what took you away from? Uh, that was a few things. Um, I mean, I, I try to wrestle a couple times a year, you know, when I really didn't wrestle or, you know, um, mm-hmm. I don't know. It was like, uh, you know, a lot of things happened, you know, you know, I didn't, you know, it was upsetting when JC passed away and the circumstances around that. And, you know, there was the whole ring of honor thing, the circumstances around that. And I'm just like, I just kind of, I'm, I'm like, you know, kind of got to me and I'm like you know I just gotta I can't do this right now I'm like you know I was shitty that you know after the whole ring of honor thing concluded and then you know I watch everyone go there and wrestle for ring of honor I'm like what the fuck um right like Gabe said I'll you know hey I'll call you man like he called me you know Monday or Tuesday after that match when they all sat down and looked at it on tape and he was thanking me and thanking me and like, oh, it's the fucking greatest thing. And like, I can't believe you did all that stuff. And um, he even told me, he goes, dude, dude, you were the MVP. And I'm like, okay. I didn't know what else. I couldn't, I didn't know what everyone else was doing until I watched it. You know, I was like, because you can always see so much. There's so many people there. Um, and I'm like, well, thank you. He goes, dude, so what we're going to do is we're going to take a break for, you know, for a couple months. And then he goes, I'll call you in a couple months and then we'll get you back or whatever. And then, you know, just keep in touch with me and, I never really, I called him once. I think I talked, I talked to him and then 
after that, I never really heard from him again. And then I never, I left messages and then, you know, after a couple months, I emailed nothing. I never really heard from him again. And then that's it. So I'm like, you know, and then, you know, of course, Necro's back and Hero's there and Kingston and Claudio. And I'm like, what the fuck? So yeah. that was kind of, I thought that might have been it, but, you know, I just kind of stayed, try to stay relevant <laughs> or not, not really relevant if I wanted to see someone or if there's a show and I was like, eh, or Ewan, call, Ewan would call me out of somewhere and be like, yeah, I'll come in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, well, speaking of Ian, like over the years, obviously he's taken a ton of heat from this and that and different people. Um, I mean, you seem to have stayed consistently in pretty good, uh, standings with Ian. Um, how, how did it go for you to, you know, stand on the side of, uh, you know, being, being good with Ian when so many, you know, have issues with them and this and that? Oh, uh, I mean, I've seen a lot of stuff, man. It's, over the years, this guy, this guy, I'm not, like hell, right? Like I guess, like not too long ago, he, he, or maybe a month ago, he, he, uh, he fired John Calvin, his son, or whatever. And mm-hmm. I, like you know, it, it is what it is. I'm not saying that's going to stay forever. I mean, hell, I, I, me and Ian have had our issues. Like hell, we got in a fight in the locker room one time. Yeah. I mean, yeah, like it was like a show, and I knocked, I got my tooth knocked out. And I was goofing around in the locker room after I met. We had a really good match. I was against uh, Brandon Tomaselli, and he came back. It was like a Halloween show, so he had Halloween stuff, and there's a pitchfork. There's, like, this uh, beam. So I took the pitchfork, and I was like, I was like, like, watch out. And I, like, I threw it in front of him, so it, like, kind of hit the wall. Like, it didn't didn't even hit him. It just, like, startled him. Uh And, you know, know, we were having fun in the locker room. And he, like, you know, ribbon and just having fun, nothing serious. And he's, like, he was in a bad mood over something else. Like, like the something, the ref fucked up the finish. And, like, someone, the cops came and complained that it was too loud because someone left the garage door open. Or I don't know what the what. And he's got mad at me and yelled at me. And then I've never yelled at anyone in the locker room at that point. And I just went, you know what? Fuck you. And then I just <laughs> I, it just like hit me wrong because I'm like, dude, I just like went out there and had a cool match, got my tooth knocked out, <laughs> and then he goes, "You want you want some of this motherfucker?" And he came across the dressing room, and there we were, and I think we had a hockey fight. It seemed for, like ever in my mind, but it was probably like like maybe three to five seconds before we got pulled apart, and then five minutes later, everything was good, except for Chris here yeah. got stabbed with a fork. Damn. <laughs> well, he he. Justin Credible grabbed me because he was on the show and he pulled me and he was pulling me out the door and I was still trying to get at him. And then Ian, like Chris Hero grabbed uh, Ian with a bear hug and he Ian has a fork out and I'm like, let me go. And Credible's trying to get me through the door and Ian's trying to get to me and Hero's just holding on to him. He goes, he goes, can't do that, boss. He goes, let me go, motherfucker. And Hero's like, can't do that, boss. So he pulls out his fork and he stabs Hero in his arm with it. It's fucking sitting there in his arm, and Hero doesn't let go. And I'm like, like, and like five minutes later, like he comes out, and he's like, you're, like he goes, he goes, well, I think I'm, the door's closed, and he goes, you're never work for me again, motherfucker. You're fired. I was like, do I still? Because I he I was riding with him to get up to the show. I was like, do I still get a ride home? And we were 
like five minutes later, he's like, man, I'm sorry. I'm like, I'm sorry too. Nothing. That's all that happened. And then he was like, yeah. who's sorry? I'm the one that got stabbed with a fucking fork. <laughs> yeah, that's wild. <laughs> but I, I've seen it all. It's wrestling. You know, you can't get along uh, with everyone all the time. You know, people have their issues over them or you don't. I mean, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Um, sure. Same thing in life, man. It's like. Yeah. I don't know. It's like the same thing. Yeah. So, um, within the past few years, GCW's caught fire. Um, they started doing a lot of innovative stuff and a lot of things that people were really clamoring for. They seem to have zoned in on some things that uh, fans were always popping for and then took a lot of it to the next level. And uh, mm-hmm. one of the things uh, on your end is they book Weedus to do your entrance in New York. Um, how did that come about? What was your reaction to it? I mean, that's that's overall just insane. <laughs> I mean... It... I went and, like, I thought I was going to be, I, I thought I was done wrestling until um, about two years ago, Joey Janela put out a tweet, and, or a tw- what is it called, a tweet? Yeah. yeah. Um, um, it just said, I want to wrestle Nate Webb, someone booked it, or something like that. And then someone else, and then I, I saw it, and then I was tagged in it, and then it kind of gained steam. Then, you know, DJ called me and was like, Hey man, you want to come out? And he 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 wants to wrestle you. And I'm like, and I didn't really know what GCW was at that time. And I'm like, cause I wasn't following wrestling at all. You know, I, as I said, show up and do a couple of shows. Um, and then I did it and I was like, okay, that was fun. Um, and then it kind of came to last year. You know, I, I really didn't I wrestled a few more. I did a couple Ian shows. I'm like, all right, I'm going to do a couple of these shows. I kind of like that. And then um, I, they hit me up about um, uh, the, I was going to be down in, I said, I'm, I'm taking my vacation this year, which was last year, um, to New Orleans for WrestleMania. And mm. This is, you know, because I've never been to a WrestleMania week and or anything a week, um, and I've been wrestling this long. I've just never done it. It's like I'm gonna go, and then, you know, Brett hit me up and Janella hit me up, and they're like, "Hey, dude, you wanna, you wanna wrestle for you want you you wanna do our show?" You know, I'm like, the clusterfuck, and I'm like, yeah, I'm like, okay. So mm-hmm. that was kind of what what I did. You know, I went down there, and it's like. I'm like, what am I doing here? There's so many people. And it's like, it's like, man, they're not going to know all this, you know? And sure enough, that music hits and all those people were just like, they, they started singing along with it. I'm like, wow. Um, yeah. You know, he, I remember he's like, you know, Nate, can you uh, do your whole entrance when you, when you go out to the ring, you know, while the match is going on? I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm like, I guess. <laughs> Um, and I just, it was just like, I don't know. It was a, it was a different thing. I've never, and I wanted to do it again. The thing is, is I think I was already booked for a GCW show, which was the next show I was at. Um, I'm pretty sure. And he's just like, Hey, we still good for that one in Chicago. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Um, but that's just how that came about. And I don't know, I just, I stuck with it. Um, and as I said, he said something about the New York show, um, lost in New York. And that was like three months between that and this. And I'm like, huh? I said, and I asked Brett about, I was like, man, I started thinking and I looked at it. It was like, they're from Brooklyn. We just is from Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. So they followed me on Twitter What they had, cause I'd met them like the year before. Um, yeah. I'd met them. They, they were in Indianapolis and, um, or in South of Indianapolis, Bloomington. And they invited me to show or whatever. So I went to the show or whatever. Um, um, and, uh, I hit them up on Twitter and said, Hey, what would it take to book you guys for a, a show? And he hit me back and he's like, where at, um, you know, what other bands are there? You know, what's it for? I was like, well, it's not a, I was like, you'd be the only band. There's no other bands there. And it's, it's in New York and it's a, it's a wrestling show. And he's like, huh? And he goes, what are the dates? What's the date? And I told him, and we went back and forth a couple of times. He goes, you know, dude, that, that, that should be doable. So I put him in contact with Brett, mm-hmm. and then we all kept going back and forth. And then finally it was like, he's like, dude, we could do that. It's like, you know, as long as, I mean, it's 20 minutes across town or whatever it was. Um, so that's how that happened. Wow. Now, like when you get, obviously you get there and you talk to them and uh, at some point does it connect where like, yeah, man, like I've had fucking hundreds of people singing your song and like super hyped when, you know, they hear the first note of your song because of, you know, what I've been doing with it. Is there any, ever yeah. any like connection where they learn what you do with it? Um, yeah, well, I mean, we talked about, see, that wasn't the first time I met them. Um, I met okay. them, like, as I said, uh, it'd be two years ago. I met him two years ago when, uh, and when they passed through Indiana on tour, um, mm-hmm. they're on tour right now. Um, but they were on tour and I went to see them at the show and we talked about it. Um, I took him a bottle of whiskey and an Iron Maiden, uh, album that I had that was still in the plastic. And it was a rare one that I got. Huh. I was like, here, they're like, Oh wow, dude. And then they gave me a vinyl of theirs and I'm like, Oh, cool. Um, so um, but yeah, we had talked about stuff and, you know, they, they had heard it before and like, or like when they, like a YouTube search and, or whatever. And mm-hmm. they're like, you know, we see us singing the song and we see some guy running around the ring to our song and we're <laughs> like, well, ah, that's weird. Yeah. So yeah, there, there was, there was a small connection, but. Sure. But yeah. Um, so how did they feel about the live it, reaction and everything, you know, with what you did in New York? Oh, they they loved it. Um, he he like I talked to him the the month before. Um, we were I was coming back coming back for man no it's like maybe the week before or a couple weeks before, whatever it was. Um, I was coming back from uh, the gathering. I wrestled there and then I was talking to him and he goes, man, it's gonna be cool. It's gonna be crazy. And he's like, I was like, dude. He goes, I've always wanted to be in the ring. I was like, well, you, you can, I was like, if you want to be in the ring, you're going to be in the ring. You tell, he goes, well, I've always wanted to do one of those Jake the Snake DDTs. It's like, then you're going to do a Jake the Snake DDT. You know, it's like, <laughs> um, 
I don't know. He was like, he was telling me like all the stuff with a kid as a kid, you know, like how he was watching wrestling and, you know, brother or whatever, they'd all wrestle and just have fun. And I'm like, Oh man, that's cool. Um, and then he goes at the show. He was telling me after the show, we were like talking. He goes, you know, I had one of the, I said, he goes, he goes, I had a great time. I think the guy, he, uh, this guy named Matt, um, Matthew, um, is their bass player. He goes, good a time as I had. I think he had a better time. Hmm. I was like, well, next time he needs to get in the ring. <laughs> yeah. So, but no, they, they, they really had a good time. I, I, I've, I've seen it, um, you know, played back. And the only thing I, I felt bad cause I'm like, they're playing and I can hear it during like, you know, the, the, but you can really hear the music but on the, the recording, like he's going to sing and, they just can't. They keep chanting Nate fucking Webb. I'm like, I, I, like I know they're getting into it. I'm like, oh no, listen to the song, man. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'd like don't ruin the song. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I appreciate yeah, she... them chanting that, but it's just weird. I don't know if they've ever had something like that. You know, I couldn't imagine because you know I've, I've done dumb shit where I've, you know, played guitar and, but I've never. I couldn't imagine a chant of something while I was singing something else. Like you ever try to sing a song or remember a word to a song and something else is going on. Yeah. Yeah. That's gotta be awkward. They're not chanting for your band. They're chanting for the other guy, (laughs) but yeah. But then, then they're like, thank you. We just, you know, it's like chanting things. Yeah. So now, uh, you know, GCW has got you doing some pretty interesting things over there. You're back out and about, um, uh, is there anything that you're looking to accomplish? You know, you're back, you know, kind of doing some things. Um, uh, do you have any dream matches that are going right now? Where you're like, I, I really want to, you know, wrestle this guy or do this or accomplish that. Uh, I don't know. Um, I haven't really thought about it too much. I'm just kind of going, at, I'm just taking it as it goes right now, really. Um Mm-mm. As I said, um, it, it, you know, I, I'd like to go back to Japan another time. Um, mm-hmm. If I don't, I'm not going to be like, oh, this sucks, you know. Right. Um, I'd like to do one more Ring of Honor show. Um, you know, I just, I haven't, you know, looked into it. I mean, but if it came up, that'd be cool. I mean, I'm doing some other stuff. I mean, like I got, you know, um, AAW coming up next weekend um, yeah. in Chicago, and I've done some AIW shows, and I got some other things coming up too. So I'm at like, I I, I kind of like where I'm at, and I'm like, I guess I'm grateful that that there's still that I'm still able to do what I I do after all these years. Um, I guess, you know, I'm glad people haven't gotten tired and they're still happy when that song hits, you know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's that's right now, I mean, it's as far as I just have to be grateful for it. Um, it's the only thing I could think. So, I mean, like, I don't know, it depends on, you know, you know, I don't have a time frame or anything. I don't have, like, well, I need to do this before this. and Right. It's it just, like, it. I just I just want to enjoy it, you know, pretty much, you know. Like sure. I was in, uh, I did the, the first uh, Asbury Park show, but the night after, I'm in a ICW in Queens, 
And I got to, uh, I was supposed to be in a match that ended up getting changed because a couple people didn't show up or couldn't make it and whatever. And then right then they come back and, you know, uh, Lauderdale and D'Amato was like, hey, Nate, it's you and, uh, you and Homicide. Uh, things got changed. You're up after this match. <laughs> so there we go. Um, and I haven't, I haven't wrestled him in 12 years. And I got in the ring with wow. him. It's like nothing, it, it, nothing changed. Like it's just, and uh, it, believe it or not, I like, I turned like yesterday was my 20th anniversary of my first match. Yesterday was his 25th anniversary of his first match. Yeah, so you got that uh, so, like, anniversary in common. Yeah, and Blackout was 15 years. Yeah, seemed like a good weekend for wrestling. Huh? Yeah, but um, you know, as I, as I said, I like I could, I wouldn't imagine like a few years, five years ago, if I was, I was going to be wrestling Homicide. Like I just that just happened. Stuff happens, you know, and. Mm-hmm. I'm enjoying it as it like as it comes, you know. I'm not going out of the way like, oh man, I need to be here. You know, I've seen some places look cool, like MLW looks cool, and um, I don't know, I have PWG looks cool. I mean, I've been there before, but I meant, um, you know, just trying to have fun with it, you know, sure. not not taking it too seriously, but not taking it too lightly, you know, making sure right. everyone gets a you know gets their money's worth. I mean. As I said, you know, I had to go down to, you know, GCW a couple of weeks ago and, you know, that had a blast. You know, I got to wrestle KTB. Yeah. You know, him walking the ropes and jumping across the ring. I don't know how the hell you did that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's good stuff. Uh, were you already booked on that and they just kind of shifted some things around when um, they needed a replacement? Uh, yes, I was booked on that. Okay. I, but it was yeah, yeah. I was booked on that. Um, cool, cool. I was in one match, and then that match was already had a lot of people in it, so I became in another match. <laughs> right. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, it's good stuff. Um, so yeah, I think that's about all I got. You got any uh, you know, plugs, social media stuff you want to put out there? Uh, well, I'm not hard. I'm at Nate Webb on Facebook or Spider Nate Webb on Twitter. I think I have a, a, I don't know, an Instagram account, but I don't know how it works, really. (laughs) (laughs) I'm looking at my phone right now, and I see my, like, I tap my picture, and the camera comes up. I don't know how to, I don't even know what my name, it's Spider Nate Webb, and it's like, and there's two of them. I have two Instagram accounts, but I had to make another one because I couldn't get into the other one, Um, (laughs) so I don't know. So there's one with my face and there's one with the the spider logo. So the one with the face is the one I use, but not really. Like I've uploaded four pictures. All right. I don't know. Like I like I'm looking at it. Apparently I have 535 followers though. I've made three posts in my life. And they're all waiting for another picture. Yeah, I feel like a dick. <laughs> All right, but uh, yeah, man, I I really appreciate you coming on, giving me all this time, and um, you know, it's been a long time. You're one of those guys I've been wanting to talk to. I've been entertaining us for years, you know. So uh, I appreciate it, man. Yeah, I, I kind of feel bad. I feel like I wasn't entertaining. 
I just I, I, I feel like I'm not entertaining on this interview. It's weird. I don't I haven't done one in a while. It's just cool, man. In my... uh, yeah, man. Just uh, I'd love to have you back on in the future. So, uh, I mean, <laughs> I, I had fun <laughs> with the interview. If you find something more entertaining to say next time, that's perfectly fine with me too. So. I know. I, yeah. No. I know. I'm not saying you. I just feel like I wasn't entertaining enough. Like I didn't say anything. Like I didn't say anything funny enough or entertaining enough. Like, of course, it's just my voice, and no one really wants to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good, man. I. Wanted to I talk about some of the like, matches I, you've had, and we did that. I I just want to like I, I like the thing that really bugs me is I can't remember me and B Boy versus Hero and Claudio. And I, yeah, like you got something to go back and watch. Is that even a like? Who? Like, they, they, it should have been March, won? March twelfth. Yeah, March twelfth, two thousand five. Jesus. Uh, fuck. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, like I said, I had to go back and check on, you know, some of the matches and stuff. I was there for all of the stuff, but, I mean, I don't remember things like that. So I had to go back through the match listings. And it's it's listed yeah. there unless the listing is wrong. But, uh, you know. <sighs> all right. Well, shit. It still bugs me. Like, I there remember all the will... other stuff, but not that one. Yeah, man, no worries. So you got your homework now. You get to go back. You get to watch the match against the uh, Kings of Wrestling. Uh, I'll send you Beef Wellington's uh, Facebook. Right on. You got a whole night planned out. <laughs> there we go. I got to yeah. <laughs> Something to do. Yeah, man. But, again, I, I appreciate you coming on, man. Hey, no problem. Thank you. I appreciate it. All right, man. I'll talk to you later. All right. See you, man. Peace. Later. So there he goes, the spider Nate Webb. And, uh, you know, I was looking forward to talking to him for a long time. Uh, I enjoyed it quite a bit. And, uh, yeah, man, uh, that's pretty much all I got for tonight. Uh, tomorrow night, I'm going to be back on. I'm going to be interviewing Deshaun Pratt, who was formis- formerly known as Amasis. And, um, and then maybe sometime this weekend or something, doing like a show where I actually talk about things, uh, you know, outside of an interview. Um, so, so there's that guys, you might get a fucking three shows out of, uh, the king of all hiatus. Um, so that's that, uh, uh, give my quick plugs. I'm not going to get into any of the topics, although, you know, I've always have things on the tip of my tongue, but, uh, listen to, I got your five stars with Jeremy. Uh, listen to, um, the hot tag podcast with Shaheen and Boxman. Uh, nuclear heat graphics also uh power bomb prints of uh jonathan stoffer's company over there check them out uh i'll get a little further into that but uh you sent me the um whack packer hogan muffin club shirt and i could not be more thankful to that so um yeah but i like i said i'll get into more things on a later date this week so uh tune in again tomorrow night get another interview and uh that's it talk to you motherfuckers later peace Talk to y'all later. Have a nice night. Stay dry. It's raining again. Tired as rain. Makes my grass green. I won't complain about that. That's all I gotta say. I'm out of here. I love all of y'all and, uh, shit. You're all a bunch of fucking assholes.
You've been in the gym, bro. You know why? DJ Hyde, fuck you. You don't have the guts to be what you want to be. You need people like me. I'll listen to your, to your podcast and I'll find everything out. You know what I mean? You need people like me so you can point your fucking fingers and say, that's the bad guy. So, what I make you? Good. Black cheese tell me tells me all the time to listen to what you gotta say because you be blazing people and I'm like, well, I gotta hear it now. <laughs> you just know how to hide. Me, I don't have that problem. Me, I always tell a truth, even when I lie. The Kids Radio. Jesus! A sacred night to the bad guy. I'm going to tell you something, the motherfucking press. I ain't coming for no fools. 